you brought on an amortization schedule. I believe we discussed that to yeah. where we saw that, hey, if we stretch this foolishness out to 30 years, <laughs> this is how much we're going to pay yeah. for your education. Right. And it was something. It's hustling backwards. It's definitely hustling backwards. Yeah. But to our standing ovation, to our applause, to our credit, pat on the back, we did pay that junk off. We paid it off. I don't do toilets. What? Say that again. I said I don't do toilets. Wait, what's that mean? It means that I don't want to trade dollars for time, and I want my money to work for me. Hello, and welcome to the I Don't Do Toilets, the podcast for you. You who want to retire the saying, go to school, get a job, work 40 years just to retire with a 401k. Generation X, we're specifically talking to you. And it's not too late to invest in yourself by working smarter and not harder. I Don't Do Toilets is a mindset change, a paradigm shift. And we're sharing our experiences and knowledge, giving you relatable and practical content towards financial independence. We'll discuss wealth building, real estate, investing, and everything in between. I'm your host, Andre, along with my beautiful wife, Maisha. Hey. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen to be encouraged and empowered. Hey, good morning, baby. Good morning to you. Happy MLK Day. Happy MLK Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining nice and bright. It is. Beautiful beautiful day day to reflect on this momentous uh, holiday. Absolutely. So what do you think? Um, I think we should talk a little bit about this, the, the importance of this day. What do you think? I agree. And, you know, we just kind of reminded just on our recent trip back from Ohio because we stopped in Memphis Mm -hmm. and we made a visit to the Lorraine Motel. Right. And the girls were very, very excited to see the motel, kind of put some some imagery behind the history. Uh, You know, the oldest, you know, knew about the assassination. But, you know, being there in the actual uh, space Mm -hmm. was, you know, something that was really surreal for her. And, you know, just listening to the audio, uh, the, the seeing the videos that were recorded there. Unfortunately, we couldn't go in because of COVID. Yeah. They had the museum uh, closed, but it was good. It was good. But, you know, e- even even with that, the even though the museum was closed, there was a lot of people there. Um, not not like crowds or anything, but it, it was a lot for that time of year. Um I kind of think that it was very somber and people were just in deep reflection while they were there. So it was a good trip and I'm glad you made the stop while we were on the way back. And it was a big temperature change. Yeah. Because the, uh, you know, we were coming from Ohio. So, you know, the temperature was much, much lower. I imagine Memphis probably had the same temperature pattern. So that was like the first beautiful day you know mid 50s where you know and the sun was shining so it just made a great great opportunity to to get out it gave us a lot of things to reflect on today because when I think about the Lorraine Motel and um, Martin Luther King's assassination there's no way that we could be where we're sitting today without our uh, civil rights leaders that we have and one of them being Martin Luther King Jr. I agree you know, we've been to the monument in D.C. and we've been to the National Park in 
what was it, Atlanta. And so we've got an opportunity just to kind of see the struggle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have a reminder of the struggle and seeing the imagery, especially at the, the uh, ATL uh, Museum. So that was uh, quite, quite, you know, a, re- a reminder, especially when you think about what just took place a week ago at the right. Capitol. Still injustices, still fighting, right? Still inqu- inequalities, right? And it was on full display, you know. You know, you know. This is not the podcast for that, but <laughs> you can, you know, you can, you can really just see that we made progress, but we still got far to go, right? But the underlying theme of all of this, um, with Martin Luther King, um, the just seeing what happened last week at the Capitol. The underlying theme in all this is that we need to focus on our freedom, whether it be uh, financial freedom, which we talk about, whether it be mental freedom. Um, One of the quotes that Martin Luther King said is there's nothing in the world greater than freedom. It is worth paying for. It is worth losing a job for. It is worth going to jail for. And that's exactly why we're here is because we need to free our mind and be open to um, creating our own economic change, which would be financial independence and financial freedom. What do you say, Andre? Be the change that you want to be or be the change that you want to see. Right. So instead of sitting back and complaining, uh, you can control your your individual circle, your family, and you only person you can work on is really yourself and your your immediate influences. So, you know, having an opportunity to be the change that you want to see, and that's kind of what we're doing as far as, you know, the outlook for uh, financially. You know, we want to see different things, so we have to make some changes. And that's why we bring this podcast to you is because we, we personally are – working on being that change, but we also want you to be the change as well. So the only way we're going to move forward and, um, affect change is to be the change. Absolutely. With that, go ahead and let's start off with our disclaimer. All right. We are not financial, legal, or in, or an investment licensed professional. Um, we are not psychologists either. Information we share is for education and entertainment purposes only. Please do your own research, seek out professionals, and make sure, please make sure that you do your own diligence. With that said, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's get into it. Good morning, family. It's your favorite DJ giving you your morning cup of coffee, preparing you for the day, whether it's cup one, two, or three. Let's get pumped up with this classic throwback on 101.5 FM, the leader of hip hop and R&B. Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Whoa. So that's the subject matter for the day. We are (laughs) talking about debt. Appreciate those. Uh, those tunes I wanted to jump in you know I kind of was like hey can I can I jump in on a collab bro that's that's my attempt at uh my little my little song fest over here you know I'm gonna what do you call me what do I call you the human jukebox 
Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, well, what do I call you? Hey, but I, I really want to jump in and, and participate in that. But you know, my voice, my singing ability is 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 it doesn't exist. But I did. You know, <laughs> Hey, but I, I felt like double dutch. Like I just want to jump in on my window and just well, like, hey, hey, hey. So maybe I come in on the remix with maybe, my puff maybe. daddy shuffle. Take that, take that. So okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we're talking about debt today. Debt, D E B T. Yeah. All right. Debt is the t- subject matter of today. So what's the problem with debt as a society? We're in debt too much, yeah. and it's too promoted. You know, you think about as our nation, our nation, I, I looked at the U.S. you know, debt calculator mm-hmm. that's supposed to give it in real time. And if that's the case, you know, we're over twenty seven point five trillion. Wow. With a T in debt. Wow. So then I, I don't know what that breaks down to as far as the, you know, the average American. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't do the math, but when you see that many zeros and that many commas. Right. It's a whole lot of debt. <laughs> so that's a whole lot of debt. And you think about our our houses. You know, uh, the American dream is to get mm-hmm. a house. Put us in debt. Very few people are in a position to buy their first house without taking out a loan. Right. Very few people. Right. And in most cases, they need down payments. So whatever money they saved up, they've spent it on a house. Right. Did well, you want to say I, something? I, I do have some some. Oh some totals for some individual type of debts. Um, so this comes from nerdwallet.com and it says the type of debt. And so just, it gives the type of debt and the total owed by an average U S household. So you got credit cards, which is the average is $7,027. You What's have the date on that. Sorry. What's the date? The uh, current? That's that's January twelfth, twenty twenty one. So pretty recent. A week um, ago. Okay, and then you have credit cards. You have mortgages, which is one hundred and ninety thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars. You have auto auto loans, which is twenty seven thousand, and you have student loans, which is an average of fifty six thousand um, dollars. You know the thing the thing with these numbers is that, like you said people can't necessarily pay outright for all of these things. So you go into debt trying to go to school, you go into debt trying to get you a car, you go into debt trying to get you a house. So, you know, these numbers are steadily climbing every year. I read a article on CNBC that mentioned that the the highest state or the state with the highest revolving credit card amount was Alaska. What are they doing in Alaska? Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Alaska. <laughs> I, I mean, they just, man. They just swiping. <laughs> so, do, so do they tell how much it is? It was like 8000 Wow. 8000 some change. Okay. And, you know, that was, uh, I think the date was, you know, this past fall. Yeah. So it was still pretty interesting. That is interesting. You mentioned student loans. Now, now <laughs> we, we, before we get into that, yeah. you know, that's later in the episode. But you think about student loans. Yeah. We finance our way through college to get a piece of paper mm-hmm. and often your experience, or at least my experience and many of my peers that I graduate, I don't have no job, right? but I got a whole bunch of debt. Now, fortunately I didn't have no debt. So that mm-hmm. part was not, uh, I, that part I didn't experience, but many of my peers graduated like I did yeah, and 
was faced with no job because we didn't have the experience and we got this debt. So then we put it in, uh, what's the word where you don't pay. Oh, defer. Yeah. So so you defer it, you defer it and it it still don't go away, but you know, it's out of sight, out of mind until you get that job. Then when you get that job, it's like, okay, now we want our money. But what I find very interesting is that at 18, 19, whenever you start going to college, you're able to get a loan. You're able to get student loans Mm -hmm. and you have no income. You have no assets. You have no credit history. You have no collateral. Right. But, you know, you still get a bunch of thousands of dollars to go to school. And then when I get out or when I want to start a business or something that effect, I got to provide you know, three years of work service and I got to provide my W-2s. It just makes it more complicated. It is. So I don't understand how the, the process to get a student loan is far easier than getting a home, some cases getting a car. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's a backwards and, and maybe I need to do some more reading or understand it more. But the whole thing is based on our society. We, Feed and live off of debt. Yeah. Whether it's homes, student loans, cars, Mm -hmm. or trying to flex. And the the irony in the student loans is, is that you go to school and get that paper, getting in debt, and then you come out, either you don't have a job, like you said, or you are underemployed. So for me, I went to school, I got... I got a political science degree, which, you know, in my opinion, I, I picked the wrong major, number well, one. What would you going to do with that? Right, right. And so that's that's another thing. That's another yeah. thing we can talk about on another podcast is picking your major. But the thing is, is that if you get out of college and you're thinking that you're going to be able to pay off your student loan pretty quickly, sometimes just like you said, you lack the experience, either you can't get a job or your job is not going to be able to pay for your, your debt. So I need to major in something that's going to pay the, the money back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you was a political science major. Yeah. What and, am I going to do with that? Right. What Except job? Except go to law with? school. So, and most of your student, no, 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 not most, but a significant piece of your student loans was undergrad, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. I just know the lump sum and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, later we're going to talk episode. about that. But so you got the concept mm-hmm. that I can go into debt. I can go into the debt very easy is kind of the fabric of our nation. Right. And so the thing is, is that I think that we lack the education mm-hmm. um, or even if you got the education, maybe the understanding or how to apply what you were learning with regards to debt. I think there are some people out there that that were blessed with um, people in their lives that could educate them on them on on debt, just like you, like you went to school, um, you knew that you had to pay for school, but you didn't want to get yourself in debt. And I think a lot of us miss that piece of the puzzle. So I think you were blessed in that you came out of college without any debt. 
Well, it was significantly low, especially mm-hmm. compared to yours. <laughs> he, he's ready to talk about it, y'all. <laughs> he's ready to talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do but it. But I did not graduate squeaky clean as far as my debt. Yeah. Uh, it was a significant low amount, but you know, I was right. able to pay it off fairly, fairly quickly right. once I started working. Well, let's go back to define debt. And, you know, debt is just simply when when someone owes another person money or mm-hmm. another uh, entity money, you know, right. being a bank or a financial Nissan Auto, Toyota mm-hmm. Auto, or you just, hey, I give you some money, baby. Now you in debt. Right. And I'm going to charge you interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give my money back. <laughs> uh, you know, I give you $100 with 10% interest. You got to give me back 110 Is that good math? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 10% mm-hmm. of a hundred. Yeah. Is that that's, good math? That's good. Okay. Math. I got to check my math now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but that's debt. And many of us go into debt and there are a significant amount of people that go into debt, probably not understanding that what they're being charged mm-hmm. for borrowing the debt. Right. And that leads us to just to get a better understanding of, of good debt versus bad debt. Correct. And there is good debt. You know, if you're going to receive some sort of financial gain Mm -hmm. in the future. Right. Then that can be considered good debt. And that's kind of how they camouflage student loans. Right. You know, you're going into good debt. Yeah, because it's supposed to put you in a better financial position in the long run. Yeah. (laughs) How's that working out? Um, Well, for most, not necessarily. Um, For me, I think, I think, I think it worked out better, but it could have been a better decision that I made and we'll talk about it. Right. Because everybody that goes to school, I'm referring to college. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find everyone that goes to college, uh, they don't really need to go to college. True. Now that's true. And it's like you, you put yourself in a situation because of maybe the pressure of your parents, pressure of your mm-hmm. peers, or whatever the case may be, and you find out that college isn't for you. Right. Now, there are certain professions, there are certain careers yep. that you cannot be successful, or you can't even enter the career without a college degree. Right. But there's alternatives. Right. And, I, you know, going to school, getting into a bunch of debt, trying to figure your way out through mm-hmm. life. And now, hey, you've been in school for a few years. Perhaps you didn't graduate or perhaps you did graduate mm-hmm. and you hated what you majored in or you found out that, hey, what I majored in wasn't really what I want to do in life right. because people change. Right. But now you have this lump sum of debt. Right. And that's kind of the, the I don't know if they're they're banking on that, mm. but there is a method to the madness. Correct of why they're so loose with giving students student loans. Yeah. But the but that goes back to education and just making sure, you know, that you have the knowledge and the understanding of how it works. And then also kind of um being aware of what you like and what you don't like early on so you can make sure that you pick the right majors, all of that stuff. But I I wanted to give another example of what what would would be some good debt is that you know when you're when you're buying property um a lot of the time you have to go into debt in order to get 
the either the house or the duplex or whatever to uh, in order to obtain investment property. And I would consider that good debt because you are acquiring um, a piece of property that can put money back into your pocket. So, for example, a lot of people get uh, a, a loan and they buy a duplex. And what they'll do is they'll live in one side of the duplex and then get a renter for the other side. And that renter's uh, rent pays the whole mortgage for the property. So in that scenario, you're stating that that's a great example of good debt because it's putting you in a better financial situation in the future. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. And, excellent. and, and actually right at the moment too, because you're not paying, you're, right. you're not paying the, uh, the, the mortgage monthly your renter is. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that would be examples of good debt. What about bad debt? One example would be to talk about renting furniture. Oh, like the Super Bowl's coming up and I'm going to rent this big old projected 100 screen. Yeah. Yeah. You you're you're trying to flex yeah. basically. Yeah. Um or just I mean if you're going to go into debt, why rent to own furniture? Like there's too many companies out there that you could purchase your furniture with zero percent down and, and just pay it off before it's before the, the financing is due Um, or save up. Right. Get the cash. Right. Just wait. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. So rent to own credit cards. Yeah. Uh, What are some other bad examples of debt? So, I think cars are, it's, it's kind of good and bad. Right. So. You need a car in Houston. You you need a car in Houston. A car. A car. Car to get you from A to B. Yeah. Right. Now, mind you, we, we have more than one car. Um, but the thing is, is that what type of car are you getting? Two what? of our cars are paid off and have been paid off. Uh, well. I mean, we're still pushing the 09 Camry. Right. And it's 2021. 20, Correct. So that's, that's putting up 12 on them almost. Right. But a car can be a good, it can be a good thing because it's getting you from point A to point B. Now it's just a matter of fact of um, what type of car are you getting? Are you getting a BMW? Right. When you don't need it. When you it. don't need it. Right. Or you can't afford it. Bigger. That's the right. bigger question. Yeah, the bigger question. I mean, if you can afford it and you want it. And you have something that can pay it, you know. By all means. By all means. Yeah. I like BMWs. Right. But if you cannot afford a BMW or it's going to stretch you to the point where you are missing payments on other things, not needed. Not a good financial decision. Correct. So downgrade the BMW to a. Use Toyota. Yeah, that'll get you places. <laughs> <laughs> use Toyota. <laughs> so that's good. So we kind of covered the statistics on mm-hmm, debt. Mm-hmm. We're a nation of debt. We're you know, Our nation promotes debt. And you really cannot be in a good financial situation or your best financial situation when you're in a lot of debt. So the goal would be to immediately try to work on your debt mm-hmm. and eliminate your debt. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say, hey, you know, debt is bad. Debt is bad. 
you know, uh, there's personalities that would definitely talk against, you know, having debt. Mm-hmm. And then there's some things where, you know, it's necessary or there's some occasions in life where debt is necessary, but have a plan to pay it off. So, so what, what does the Bible say about that? Uh, don't be a slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. So what that, what I understand that to be is that being the lender isn't in, I'm sorry, being a borrower Mm -hmm. doesn't put you in the most favorable position. Right. So it it describes you as a slave. Yeah. And you know, slave is not a, not a great description of how you want to describe yourself. And for African Americans it's it's a buzzword. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to be a slave to the lender and, you want to be in a position to, if you have to take on debt, mm-hmm. have a plan. Correct. Have a plan to where you can minimize the amount that you pay back. Right. Because you're going to be charged some sort of interest or some sort of, whether it's a credit card, it's a finance charge. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to want to make sure that you can at least minimize. Right. Especially with, with long term. Yeah. You know, long term loans, long term uh, mortgages, you've you've taken the debt, you've taken out the loan, Mm -hmm. but you can save based on uh, early, early payments or multiple payments. You can do what you can by having a plan in place Mm -hmm. to pay off that debt and then hopefully you know, not have to go back into debt. And it goes back to our previous podcast where we talked about the blueprint. You, you got to count the cost. You got to count the cost, whether it's good debt or bad debt, you have to have a plan, a plan for it. So I think, um, I think it really comes down to the blueprint, but you also have to recognize what your, what your personal influence is on debt. So as, as you were growing up, what was, what were some of the things that influenced your upbringing when it came to debt? Well, my mother said, don't go into debt. And I took that to heart. Uh, my father, he, uh, he played around with debt a little bit more as far as like for credit cards and establishing, you know, your credit score, your credit history, he kind of showed me the game with, you know, manipulating that to kind of strengthen your credit score. And that was cool. You know, it was pretty much robbing Peter to pay Paul. But the the great thing is that I got a better understanding of credit score mm-hmm. and just how important a high or solid credit score was. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until years later that I learned that, you know, a credit score was just a, a rating to determine how well you manage debt. Right. So you had to have debt in order to have a solid credit score. And what that, the advantage of that is it gave you when you did borrow or when you do borrow, you get the best rate. Right. And in some cases you get no rate, you know, when they have like a 0% financing, you Mm -hmm. get no rate, but the, uh, the, the concept of having a high credit score was a little misleading till I got a better understanding and, I don't want any debt right now. So I don't, I mean, I do appreciate, you know, trying to keep up and have a solid score, mm-hmm. but my goal is not to have debt. Right. But when we are making our investments, it comes into a, uh, uh, 
advantage. Right. Because now we're getting the best rates. That's right. So that's, right. that's the kind of the, the concept or my upbringing. You know, mom was like, don't go into debt. Try to avoid debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I got my first credit card when I was 15. Right. And that gave me an opportunity to establish like credit history. So yeah. What was yours? You know, my, what would you say? I would say mine. Um, I, I think that I ne- don't necessarily think I was taught uh, like debt. I, I, I think my parents, because of their experiences, told me not to get into debt. But I think I had to learn later on in life how to um, manage debt. And I think a lot of that came from you. Um, when we got married, I, I remember Ooh. we had our first conversation about debt. Well, and and, and you married. know what? I do want to give this this little disclaimer. Um, I love my parents. My parents taught me a lot. And I think that when it came down to money, that early on, they had a lot of uh they had a lot of challenges with money just because of what time it was in the, the world. Um, so I don't want to get that wrong and, and I want to give them a shout out because they did teach me a lot. They, they taught me a lot about things, um, in terms of debt that I don't, don't want to see again. And then later on in life, they became more knowledgeable and then taught me later on in life um, how to manage by, by watching them because they became way better money managers down the line, but then it was confirmed and validated and, um, reinforced when we got married. Um, when we got married, I remember that first conversation where you asked me how much debt I was in and I was scared to tell you. That was, that was the conversation at, at Denny's. Yeah. After. Okay. So that was before we actually got married. I, I that was actually, when we were dating. I actually oh. was scared to tell you. And you, you got to ask them type of questions too, especially when you're considering, you know, moving on with a significant other. Yeah. You want to know those things. You want to know what you're getting into. So there's a line of questions that I hit her with. And one yeah. of them question was, is how much money Ooh. are you in debt? Or what's your debt look like? Because I know you went to law school. (laughs) I know you went to law school. Now, wait, 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 wait. Now, wait, wait. We need to talk about this. Because one of the things that he was attracted to me, uh, because when we met and I told him I was an attorney. Ooh. Dollar signs. And (laughs) another disclaimer. I am not an, I'm not your attorney. Um. (laughs) I, I am a attorney. I am not your attorney, but back to the story. So when we met, you're not practicing now. True. So when we met, he, I told him I was an attorney and his eyes were just kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm thinking engineer attorney. We about to do big things. Yeah. She got all the money. Absolutely. You know, that's the story that we heard growing up. Right. You know, lawyers make a lot of money and they do. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of lawyers that don't. True. Or they just make a good living. Correct. Yeah. So his impression was that I had a lot of money. Yes. And at that time, I was a brand new attorney. Um, not I had come out in 2000. So I think I was practicing probably about 
for maybe five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would still consider myself a new attorney, still trying to establish herself. But he hit me over the head with how much student loans do I have? And I did that one because I'm coming from a background where, you know, I manage my money, I budget it, I save, I live beneath my means, you know, all those key principles that my parents taught me. And when I came out of college, I only had 8,000. So six years of college, 8,000 in loans. And most of those loans came in my last year because I was living off campus. So I was able to finesse my years of school through the help of uh, working. Right the assistance of the university mm-hmm. by being a resident assistant. Mm-hmm. And then also the Ohio national guard came through, Yeah, came through, yeah. came through big time. Yeah. So that was a great decision that I made was, you know, joining the military and having them finance college. That right. was, that was huge. Right. It definitely put me in a good, good position. And again, I was working also in college, so it definitely put me in a good position. So I was working in college. Mm-hmm. I did do, um, what do they call it? Work? Uh, oh, what is it like the student work program? Or no, something? I had jobs. I don't know what you're talking about. I actually had jobs. I had a job. Like I was I serving tables. I was serving tables too. Doing what? You know, the work, work program. No, I don't know anything about work <laughs> Where program. So part of your work goes to your tuition. No, I'm not here okay. to that. Well, anyway, I had so, a job. So, you're, so, so back up. So your work, your hours of work was... I worked ca- for Aramark. And it was counting towards your tuition? It did count toward a little bit. But I, it, what remember... What do you mean count towards your tuition? Well, some of it's, it's like uh, work study. Okay. Work study. Okay. And so some of it went to my tuition and some of it went to me. But not... I mean, you have to remember I went to a private... No, I just never heard of it. Or at least, you know... Well, here's the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> You learn something new every day. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so let that be a major thing for y'all that when you get married, look, you're not going to know everything about your spouse. You, you learn things as you go. Um, <laughs> this podcast, he's probably going to learn some things about me and I'm going to learn some things about him. Um, so a, you, you did, learn today. Okay. Did you get a W2 with that? Yeah, I got a W-2. Okay, so it was called work-study? Yeah, work-study program. So anyway, I went to a private undergrad, Mm -hmm. and um, I think my my parents made a little too much, and uh, I didn't didn't have the grades for a scholarship or anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I came out of college, I had about $100,000 in student loans. And so when he asked me that question... It was kind of like, I have about a hundred thousand, you know, and I'm not, I'm not surprised about it or anything. And his reaction was totally opposite. You was very nonchalant. I was very nonchalant because I was thinking, look, I'm an attorney. Right. I'm, I had his paid off in months. Right. Not really knowing that what it takes to pay off a hundred thousand dollars. And for the record, it's (laughs) 101.5. Just for the record. So and so, so that includes undergrad and yeah. law school. Undergrad and law school. Yeah. So that conversation, well before we got married, uh, we were at Denny's uh-huh. and, and we were just 
inquiring, asking these questions. I was nonchalant. Very nonchalant. Mm -hmm. And that was after, um, uh, and the only reason why we was at Denny's because we was out late. Yeah. So we was on a date. We was getting grubbed. Yeah, we was out late. And nothing was, was open. It was nothing was open, and that was the closest place to your apartment at the time. Right. So, you know, that's the only reason why we was at Denny's. Right. Let's, let that be known. <laughs> 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 it was the only place that was open, you know, at that time in the morning. But they 24 hours. Yeah. But the conversation, yeah, I, I don't remember – all my reactions. Well, let me let me give you one. Okay. Because then we went on a subsequent date. Mm-hmm. And I think between the time we were at Denny's mm-hmm. and the time we went on this date afterward, you had time to think. Process that. And process what yes. I had just told you. Right, right. And um, so on the next date, we followed up with another conversation. Actually, he followed up with another another conversation about the dead. And um, you know what he told me? What I tell you? Do you, you remember what he I'm told me? I'm drawing a blank. Well, I mean, you were very disturbed by the amount of debt that I had. I was? Yeah. Okay. I, I, Remind you, me. I, I, <laughs> his conversation with me is that he had to rethink dating me. Mm. It was that serious for him. No, I'm not saying I ain't say that. I just don't remember. Uh, yeah, I get okay. it. Okay. Just, I don't remember all that. But go it. ahead. Continue. I get it. But I, what I want to say about that is that he had to rethink whether or not he wanted to date me. So the lesson that you take from that is that, we we talked about debt. We talked about debt early on, and it gives the the other person in the relationship the opportunity to think and process and determine whether or not they want to be a part of that debt and be a part of the relationship with somebody who carries that amount of debt. And I think that's very important. So why do you think that's important? Um, I think I think that it's important that every relationship, um, even like even like in a business relationship, you have to know where you where you are in order to get where you're going. So for us, you asked the question to me what my debt was. I I probably wouldn't have told you um, until we got further into re- into the relationship but I think that it's only fair that that each person in the relationship knows how much debt we're start you're starting with and then from that you build on that so like for us we we knew because my husband had the forethought to ask me how much debt I had and then from there we were able to tackle the debt because if you don't know how much debt you have um, you, I mean, and then have the willingness to tackle it, you're not going to put yourself in a good position anyway. So now we were able to talk about it. We got it out on the table. It laid the foundation of where we were and what we needed to do. And then we could, we could move from there and it's only been up from there. It has been. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because now you're giving dating lessons. So we don't have to put you know, so, we got to put something else in the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> We're not counselors. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, but no, real talk, you know, laying everything out on the table when you're dating and you, you're considering uh, making a lifetime or lifelong commitment with someone, you want to ask questions. You, right. know, you want to try to get the loan as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely going to learn after marriage. So you're not saying that. But that was significant because finances are a integral part of a relationship. Long term right. marriages. Uh, we've seen the, the divorce statistics. We know that uh, uh, finances is up there. You know, it's one or two, depending mm-hmm. on, I guess, what statistic you look at. But it's one of the primary reasons why people get a divorce is right. over money. So it is something that's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's something that is a, a vital part of the relationship. And we want to make sure, at least I wanted to make sure, you know, because she was nonchalant about it. She yeah. like, you know, 100. I got 100. Like, like you just gave out a test score. You know, I got 100 on oh, the test. <laughs> I mean, look are you this. shrugging your shoulders? I'm like, $100,000. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my, my thing was is that I'm an attorney. Right, right. I'm an attorney. I'm going to make it up. Correct, correct. But another thing you didn't see was, and we can talk about this in other episodes, you know, those loans were consolidated. Yeah. And they were on a 30-year plan. A 30-year <laughs> plan. So so you're basically saying you got to get out the amortization calculator. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I think, if you know, now my memory's starting to come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought an amortization schedule. I believe we discussed that. To yeah. where we saw that, hey, if we stretch this foolishness out to 30 years, <laughs> this is how much we're going to pay yeah. for your education. Right. And it was something. It's hustling backwards. It's definitely hustling backwards. Yeah. But to our standing ovation, to our applause, to our credit, pat on the back, we did pay that junk off. We paid it off. And we paid it off in 2013. Yeah. We got married in 07. Correct. And we had that junk paid off in 2013. Correct. So if I had a glass of champagne, I would toast to that. Yeah, man. Because we tackled it. Yes. It was not fun. It was not something that came uh, easy. In fact, I had to recruit Mm. some help. Mm. (laughs) Tell them about the help. Because you wasn't wasn't feeling me. I wasn't feeling them. You wasn't feeling me. You wasn't feeling my approach. You wasn't feeling my spreadsheets. No. And it's one of them things like, hey, I've told you this. I've told you this. I've told you this. And then you let some other person tell you the same thing. And it's like the aha moment. Look, oh. look, <laughs> look. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> I, y'all don't see me, but my whole hand is pointing at him about right to now. smack me? What's going on? No, man. So here's the deal. The deal is, is that sometimes for me, I hear things. But I'm not hearing them. That's unique to us all. There you go. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was just speaking from my experience. Yeah, that's though. unique to us all. And so, so I wasn't hearing him. You was not. But somebody else, I heard. True. Talk to us. So, so I mean, the thing is, is that there's there's times when he would tell me mm-hmm. what I needed to do. Um, And he would walk me through what we needed to do to get out of the debt. And I wasn't hearing him. Put it all on the spreadsheet. (laughs) Beautiful colors, pie charts. Well, the other thing is, is I'm not a numbers girl. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes it just has to be delivered in a different 
presentation right. than it was initially delivered to you in order for you to get it. And I think that's what happened. And when that moment happens, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Our prayer answered. This is the same thing I've been saying for the last. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's but, all good. Hey, but that, that was my thought process. But we got the plan mm-hmm. and it put us in a very, very uh, peaceful place yeah. financially. Right. And it gave us an opportunity to implement a system mm-hmm. where we practice the system, we practice discipline, mm-hmm. and we were able to snowball our debt to uh, to a place that we didn't think that we want to be able to do right. because of it helped prioritize uh, what debt we need to put into place mm-hmm. and then also or what debt we need to pay off first. Mm-hmm. And it gave us an opportunity to say, this is our budget. Yeah. This is our plan. Right. This is the money, the income that we bring into the household. Mm-hmm. Every dollar has a purpose. Every dollar is going to get spent. Mm-hmm. Here's where it's going to get spent at. Right. We're dictating where it is going to be spent. Down to zero. Down to zero. So that gave us, uh, again, it gave us some peace and it gave us an opportunity to really just understand that, hey, we can live mm-hmm. debt free. Yeah. We can live without debt now we're not talking about our, our, our mortgage our home you know we ain't paid that yeah. off we're still and when we're we are gonna pay it off but we're still working on it yeah that ain't the top priority right now <laughs> that ain't the top priority you know especially as much as we move but i, I mean, but you well come on we're, we're, <laughs> that's hey as much as we move come on boo okay so right. back to the, the topic the other thing is is that because I'm I'm an emotional type person mm. and money money really is not an emotional it's not anything you should bring emotions into it it's either one or two yeah you know it's black or white right. it's not anything like that you can always pl- make more right right and the plan allowed us to see that because we you know he's he's a budgeter I'm an emotional person. Um, it allowed us to see those things about ourselves and assign jobs based on how you deal with money. You know, so he's a budgeter. I, I let him budget. I let him pay the bills. Um, he manages our debt. I'm a free spirit. spirit yes. And no clue. Um, no, it's not that I don't have a clue. Okay. What is it? It's then? that I have a clue, but it's not my talent. Okay. It's your talent. When I say no clue, meaning that you have. He's digging himself out the hole. Go ahead. Okay. Well, let me just put the <laughs> shovel away. Then. I'll put the shovel away. I'll put the shovel away. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's yeah. Move on. So I think it, it was good. We had a plan and we were able to execute that plan. Um, we definitely executed the plan. What was the number again? That it we paid off? 101 and 5, something like that. And we were married in 2007. 2007. And we paid this off by tw- 2013. In addition, we bought the 2010 Toyota Camry in 2009, shortly after the firstborn. Right. And that was and, a, and that was a necessity. Right. But, but we paid that off by 2011. Right. And we bought that brand new. Right. Okay. And then I bought my 2010 Pathfinder in mm-hmm. April of 2010. And had that paid off by summer of 2013. Right. Another new vehicle paid off. 
Uh, and then that moves up to 2018 when I bought the Titan, paid off the Titan in 2019. So these are all three new vehicles that have been paid off. So let me let me just clarify. All three of these vehicles had a purpose. True. We weren't just buying cars. We weren't cars. just buying cars because right. we saw other people buying cars. Right. The the Camry we bought when we had a child. Correct. Um, Needed that great. You was now, in a Cor- you was in a Corolla. I was in a Corolla, <laughs> and then we had an accident. the The Corolla was totaled. We had to get another car. Correct. Um, because I had to get to work. And my Pathfinder just quit on me. And 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 we bought the Pathfinder when you bought. Your business. Correct. Needed it. And you needed something mm-hmm. where you can load equipment. Right, right, right. And so that was the purpose of that Pathfinder. Paid right. it off. Paid it off. Got it out the way. And, then, and still would be driving it if I didn't have the problems. Correct. Because I'm like, yo, I'm not putting this money into. That's correct. I just flip it and get me something new. Right. So the Pathfinder oh. broke down. Right. You, you were probably five blocks from home when it broke down. I had to walk. Right. But that's that's another story. Um. Well, we need to talk about that because okay. I, I, well, we're not going to talk about this episode, but I know I'm in favor of purchasing new vehicles. I yeah. know you're in favor of purchasing used vehicles mm-hmm. and there's a whole concept and philosophy behind that. Right. Uh, but that's just based on experiences. Right. So we can talk about that another time, another episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did break down and left me walking. Yeah. So that was a yeah. reminder of the last time a vehicle broke, <laughs> broke down. And the, and the crazy thing <laughs> is, you know, when you, when you pay off a car, there's this saying that once you pay it off, then it starts acting up and it right. breaks down. And that really was the case. We paid off the Pathfinder. Um, we had some, well, not really. We paid it off in 2013. Right. So I take that back. We paid off it in two, paid that off in 2013. About five years later, it broke down. Yeah, 17. You, yeah. Yeah, 17. Because I got another Pathfinder. Correct. And... That Pathfinder that, was nice, right? But it was really bought with remorse, right? And right. I'm like, that's why I was like, I can't, I can't drive this. This is yeah. like a, a a car, right? You know, so that, you turned that one back in, got right. the truck, right? And you needed the truck because again, your business was growing. You had equipment that that needed to be taken all over the city of Houston, um, and surrounding counties. So you needed it, but we paid it off quickly. Yes. We're going to talk about the so, Avalon or you going to talk about the Avalon? You're going to leave the Avalon out of it? Well, I mean. <laughs> well, um, we talk about financial decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, we can we can talk about it. Let's talk about that in another episode. Yeah. Because the Avalon, that, that was a teachable moment. It That's was. a very good teachable moment. It so was. we can talk it, about it that. It was regression. So we can talk about that and in addition to. Uh, budgeting and decision making right and how that has put us in a current situation with the 2020 Camry right so whole lot of cars there but the moral of the story is is that when we get debt we try Mm -hmm. to pay it off correct oh no I'm sorry we don't try we We do do. pay it off we pay it off and our uh, our debt has been what I would say more leaning towards essential Mm -hmm. and it's it's not uh, credit card debt, right? You know, we're solid on that. Yeah, uh, we're not renting furniture, not doing that. Right. Um, the things that we may go into debt for us might be temporarily. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I need maintenance on my vehicle. 
Right. I'll charge it to the credit card, but then I'll pay it off. Right. So, you know, so, not- so it's about managing the debt right. and planning the debt and then um, making sure that you get, if you get into debt, that it's essential debt. It's not something that is just frivolous. So with the, with the debt that we have paid off, that has given us that light bulb moment and saying, okay, we have given Chase, Toyota, <laughs> Toyota. Nissan, yeah. student loans, Sally May, whoever, this lump sum of money over the years. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to start putting that money yeah. to work. Yeah. So instead of paying them, yeah. we're investing. Right. We're investing. And it'd be nice to have had that money back to, to you know, oh. to invest that type of lump sum. Man. <laughs> oh, man, we'd be man. balling. But, but that's why we're doing this podcast. Correct. So we can yeah. uh, hopefully encourage and empower others that may be in situation or perhaps avoid yeah. getting into that situation and saying, hey, listen to us. Let's not go into debt. Let's make that money work for us. Right. And you want your money working constantly, compounding, mm-hmm. uh, producing your own income that's right uh and in a situation to where you don't have to go to a nine to five Mm -hmm. if that is not your desire yeah and that's where we are so i i really feel like we have successfully um paid our debt we have successfully well let's let's back up we have successfully come up with our plan. The blueprint. We have successfully executed the plan. Mm-hmm. And then we successfully paid off um, probably about $200,000 worth of debt. I don't even have my calculator out. I mean, that's major. Yeah. We've yeah. been married since 2007. Yeah. So we're pulling up on 14. Right. It's major in the sense that we were able to pay it off quickly. Right. But it's also major in the sense of looking back on what we could have done with that type of money. Absolutely. You talk about generational wealth. Yeah. You talk about changing the trajectory right. of not just our kids, but our grandkids. Yeah. And that's the movement we're on. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that in episode four with the fire movement. Yeah. And we're going to, continue to uh, dive in deeper in future Mm -hmm. episodes because we see now that our resource our money yeah we want to put it to work yeah and we want it to work for us and it could have been working but it's it's water under the bridge now but the the main point that i'm making is that if we would have known this then and we didn't the impact that we could have made right now correct we could have been um, we could have, we could have walked away from our jobs. Mm-hmm. We could have been volunteering our time, um, more time with the kids, time with the kids, mm-hmm. time to travel, time, time to travel. Jeez. Right. Yeah. And then, um, just doing more investments. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back and that's what, that's probably what we need to tell people in the audience to do is really, you need to gather up how much had, how much debt have you paid? Or how much debt you have? Yeah. And how soon can you pay it off? Yeah. So now instead of paying off your debt, 
that money that you were using to pay off the debt, you can use to pay yourself. Correct. And paying yourself by investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely encouraging stock market investing. Yeah. Real estate investing uh, and other things that you can use that way you can or that you can uh, park your money into. Yeah. That's going to give you returns and allow you to grow, uh, grow to the point to where your you can be the you can break the curses. Mm-hmm. You can you can be the change. And you can be the one that's going to change the financial outlook of your family and then your offsprings. Right. You don't have to wait for it. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and bring the show to a close. Well, that was fun. It was. We went a little longer than normal, too. Yeah, I think I think it was necessary. Um, Had a lot to get off your chest. (laughs) (laughs) So before we leave. We appreciate appreciate all the feedback that we have been given these this last week um, with the launch of the podcast. I appreciate all the feedback that we've received, um, the things that we can improve improve on, and um, we want to always always receive that feedback. We want um, ideas for content. If you have some, we would love if you would contact us, please reach out to us at I don't do toilets at gmail.com. Any feedback only helps us to get better, to bring you that best content, um, to deliver the things that you want to hear. And don't forget to subscribe, rate us, review us on iTunes, Spotify, um, or any platform that is your favorite platform. Uh, we do this because we don't want you to make the mistakes that we have made. Um, we know that our generation, Gen X, we know, we know you're out there making money. We know you out there. <laughs> and we're out there in a lot of debt. Hey. Gen X got the most debt. Man. Gots. Did I say that? Gots? G-O-T-S? Oh, that's so, Okay. <laughs> generational x generational, generational. Now, now i'm all I'm, I'm tired i guess generation x yeah we're in the most debt yeah yeah let's let's marinate on that one um so this is why we're here we want to bring you the content that would help you so please reach out to us at i don't do toilets at gmail.com and we look forward to bringing you our future content And we thank you for listening today. And we'll see you again next time at I Don't Do Toilets podcast. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Your time is valuable and we trust that you heard content you find beneficial. We're passionate about living an abundant life through financial independence, living debt free and enjoying the life we desire. Continue to listen, be encouraged and be empowered. And show us some love by rating the podcast on whatever platform you're streaming. Give us a five-star rating, write a great review. And until next time, hey, I don't do toilets.